Welcome to episode number 277, Fitness 2022. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle Brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose Heck. Gabe and Evan. Fitness 2022. In this episode, we have special guest, personal strength and conditioning coach, Evan Snydman. We discuss topics that range from the fitness business industry, the benefits of getting a personal coach, training slash exercise basics, diet, nutrition, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Kai Green and Jay Cutler. Guys, if you're new, Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe and drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, Evan, thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. All right, so uh, we actually had you uh, on the show, which I have here on my notes, 230 shows ago. Is that crazy? In 2017, early, <laughs> like... That's wild. That was five years ago you were on this yep. show. So you're a part of the top 50. Um, but anyway, so the last time you're on our episode, you talked about how you became a personal strength and conditioning coach. But for the people who did not get to hear that episode and who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Uh, my name is Evan Snydman. I'm a strength and conditioning coach, like Jimmy Lee said. Uh, I got into it a little bit after college. So originally I went from getting my psychology degree in a group home, but I was still lifting weights and working out with my one buddy. He eventually needed help at his private gym. He's like, hey, I need, I need some help. And so I said, yeah, I'll give it a try. So I started working with clients here and there, little by little, and uh, just had kind of a knack with working with people in general. And so by that means, I just started learning more and more. Uh, I got some ed- extended education with kinesiology, anatomy, physiology, all that good stuff. Um, and so forth. And then that's where I kind of went from there straight into the private sector of training clientele through strength and conditioning. If you had not got a chance to listen to Ep- uh, Evan's episode in the beginning, please go listen to that. Cause he does give a lot of basics, um, on obviously fitness in general, but as we all know, Evan, there's a ton of information out there. It's 2022. What's the latest and greatest? What are the trends you're seeing out there? Um, and what are some of the things people should steer away from? Uh, a lot of it's BS, actually. You know, yeah. uh, you find, you know, you have the fit chicks doing their whole, let me build your glutes, buy my program for $49.98 a month, et cetera. Uh, and for someone who doesn't know women, men, whoever, whoever they're going for with their training and working with somebody, it's really hard to veer away and steer through all the crap that you have to see through the internet and how large and vast social media has gotten over the years. Um, it, it, it's more just to just get into the gym. That's more or less going to be what I'm going to preach. Just get yourself into the gym. Cause at the end of the day, it's not really motivation that it has to be, it has to be consistency. 
consistency will then breed the motivation consistently. That goes for just getting to the gym. Uh, not necessarily a diet, but just cleaning, cleaning up what you're supposed to be eating. You know, don't go out to McDonald's. Don't go through a drive-thru. Go home. Go to the grocery store. Cook your food. It's that simple. And really, you'll be saving money in the long term, too. I love it. So, so what about, so what about, you know, obviously folks struggling to navigate through uh, the social media things, but what about these, you know, like the Richard Simmons of the world where you have to go out and buy their VHS and uh, watch, you know, some of their, their videos. Uh, but you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of at home workout, you yeah, know, the so. last decade plus. Yeah. Um, like, you know, yeah. There's, all by, there's the total gym that's been out forever. Peloton's one of the newer, and bright shiny toys. Um, at the end of the day, they all have their means. Um, if someone's willing to go out, get them, and actually use them, utilize them in their home, that's great. If they're moving, they're trying to be healthier. That's fantastic. That's not. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just whatever's going to fit your lifestyle. Uh, if your if your lifestyle is to be a strength athlete, that's the complete opposite direction you want to go in. Um, if you're going to purchase it and it's going to collect dust for 347 days out of the year, then what's the point? There's no accountability other than you purchasing it the one time. Um, the difference is when you actually get a coach who knows what they're doing, you're going to have to consistently pay them. So that's one reason for accountability. Two, usually coaches will have check-ins, whether it's pictures, uh, weighing on the scale, or just a rundown of how your week went, uh, what you ate, how you're feeling. There's a, just a means of you having to utilize the money you're, you're making to spend on yourself for your health. You know, it, you, you spend all this money on everything else, but a lot of people end up neglecting their health along the way. So all they see is wealth and no health. And then they start getting decrepit and dying off sooner than later. Um, I don't mean to be so morbid about it. That doesn't mean they don't die right away, but they'll have a shorter lifespan. Than, some, than most people will. So just about investing in a, into a coach is probably one of the best ways to do it. But then there's the whole, who do I invest in? What gym is best for me? And also it has to do with your lifestyle. Like I said before, uh, if you're a parent, you know, most of the guys on this panel here know life gets hectic, stuff happens. Uh, you're not able to just drop everything, have your routine schedule. Okay, I'm going to work my nine to five. I'm going to go to the gym afterwards. I'm going to cook all my meals, including the one I'm going to eat and for the next day following. It doesn't work like that. With kids or school, there's pickup, there's feeding them, keeping them entertained, occupying them, homework, et cetera, the works. So you just have to find uh, balance in that for yourself too, you know, just because there's kids involved or you have something else in your life that's really keeping you uh, occupied, whether it's work, working irregular hours, uh, extra hours, et cetera. You just have to make sure you make your time for yourself. So, all right. So, so let's, let's, let's rewind back a little bit here. So talk a little bit about, um, we'll get into nutrition and diet, but, uh, one, one of the biggest industries, even outside of the gyms and outside of the personal, um, fitness programs is supplements. Supplements is like even bigger than all of these, right? And so there's a lot of gimmicky things that are out there. So explain the mindset uh, someone should have uh, when purchasing uh, supplements and maybe give us like the base, um, just a very 
you know, lineup that someone should have, you know, including a multivitamin or if, if whether you suggest that or not, and maybe four or five other ones outside of the crazy promises and lies that they're being sold to on a daily basis? Uh, pretty simple. So we'll start with your basic, your multivitamin. That's always a good one. Uh, and your omegas, your omega-6 and omega-3s. That's another good one. Uh, vitamin D3. That's a solid one to have. Um, a probiotic is hit or miss just because some people don't have a problem digesting the food they're eating. Other people do. So if you're having digestive problems, probiotic might be good to throw in there. It might not, it, it might not be. Um, another hit or miss is protein, believe it or not, especially whey protein. Uh, two-thirds of the world's population is uh, lactose intolerant. Not to the extent where you're going to have milk, ice cream, cheese, and then you're going to be running to the bathroom, but to the extent of where there's inflammation, the gut extends, uh, you're not feeling hungry as often as you should, you're uncomfortable, bloated. Um, they also have other different kinds of protein. They have lactose-free protein. Uh, I know Fairlife Milk makes one, which is really solid. Uh, what else? Creatine. Creatine isn't a bad one to add in there. Um, that just helps with recovery. Not a bad one at all to have. BCAAs are hit or miss. You do need some electrolytes of some sort, which they can help with, but not always. Amino acid, you know, those are branch chain amino acids. Uh, for me, I keep it pretty simple. The ones I listed are the ones I take. They carry, you know, your zinc, calcium, magnesium. There's different, there's potassium in the one I have, then my D3. Uh, yeah, I actually have a liquid fish oil I use for my omega-3s and 6s. I'm going to ask fish oil. Um, what about milk thistle? Milk thistle really isn't necessary because all that is is a liver cleanse. The stuff you're taking isn't going to run hard through your liver. Milk thistle is more taken for someone who, when they were legal, pro-hormones, they would take that to help clip because it was hard on the liver. Um, mm. Pro-hormones are still out there, obviously, in the black market. People will still get milk thistle for that, but that's not necessarily just your average Joe training person who's looking to get started. No, you don't need milk thistle. I don't think, I believe you don't need milk thistle. Um, so, if you need a boost, a pre-workout's fine, but then you're getting into the realm of different stims in the pre-workout, high niacin, beta alanine, uh, the caffeine level. You know, for a lot of people, a cup of coffee will do the job before they get into the gym and start working out. I remember a pre-workout, I forget the brand or whatever. Um, this was years ago, obviously, but felt like my face was melting off. Like it was so like, it was like, so like, I don't know. My face was like on fire. Um, that did not feel good at all. And then of course you get your, your, uh, not so fun heart palpitation in the middle of a workout. Yeah, um, of course. Gotta be careful with these things. Yeah. I mean, they have even the energy drinks now, what they run all the way up to 300 plus some of them, 350, some of them. So Oof. Not necessarily for a lot of people, but a lot of people think oh, I need all the punch I can get as fast as I can get it. So I'm going to shove this 350 milligram caffeine caffeinated energy drink. And get punched in the chest and can't move. Yeah. And run through a wall and, and then lie on the floor because they crash and get, and then yeah. They yeah, that, 
And for obviously, for obvious reasons, uh, just a general statement, anyone listening to this, obviously you want to seek, um, you know, counsel with your, your physician before you do or take any of these supplements. 100%. Blood work. Blood work's 100%. I preach this all the time. That should be a biannual thing. People get a full panel done, liver, you know, all your liver, kidneys, all the organs, your levels of your hormonal levels. It's so it's so important for people to do that. And they just don't take the, do their due diligence just to do it. It's so simple of a thing to do, to just go through your healthcare provider, your, your primary or whoever, and talk to them like, Hey, I need to get, I want to get my blood work done. Do this biannually just to make sure everything is running as smooth as possible or near as healthy as possible along the way. I love it. Um, all right. So talk a little bit about, uh, let's shift back into the diet nutrition. Um, there's a lot of, Again, we're just trying to navigate the, you know, the, the average person um, uh, into getting back to a healthier lifestyle is really the goal. Um, but and we're trying to get them through some of the sticky stuff with all this mass promotion and overload uh, information overload. One of the other things that's out there is these uh, like the protein bars, uh, the meal replacement bars, all these things that have. They sound good and they, they come out with really cool looking designs on the labels and it's yeah. very attractive. So talk, what should somebody be looking for that they're actually going to benefit from and not just get sold trash? My biggest suggestion is eat whole food as much as possible. I get sometimes you're on the run, maybe you have a long commute from work to work, et cetera. You need to have something in. Uh, you don't have, you're not a big fan of protein shakes. So you're going to go for bars or something like that. But uh, your, your best means, your, your best means of your source for your protein, your carbs, your energy, your fat is always whole food. It's always going to be whole food. And that just comes to meal prep, back to meal prep and everything like that. Um, I usually don't suggest any of that to anyone I work with. I'm going to say you're going to, you have to do, you're just going to have to suck it up. You're going to have to cook whatever it is we're talking about. And, that, and by the way, I just want to mention, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. Uh, I've just been doing this for over 10 years. I've done, I've gone through a ton of different nutritional, I guess, diets, you know, keto, carnivore, you name it. I've tried them fasting, fasting for periods of time before I start to eat and everything like that. Um, they all have their means and they're all going to work for one's going to fit for everyone, but not one fits for everyone in general. Um, I've tried, I've tried a bunch before. I haven't had them in a, such a long time. The only thing really I do is those fair life protein shakes for myself. Cause they sit well, they're fast and they allow me to get my the amount of protein I need in the day for myself. Plus all the eating I do on top of it. But I would highly suggest if you don't have to don't, I don't have a big knowledge of which ones taste good, which ones don't taste good. If you're going to look at them, look at the ones that don't have the high sugar excuse me, carbs is okay, but it's the sugar that's going to get you. You don't need something that has high sugar in it. You're looking for a source of energy between protein, carbs, some fat. So if you can have a lower sugar one, that's probably beneficial. I remember eating detour bars when I was working out. Detour, oh. one way. Um, and all, all, those like... are still, all those are still around too. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it, at the end of the day, they'll have like a chalky taste in the roof of your mouth. Yes. Yes. It. You look weird. I, remember, I used to go to I used to go to the Wawa and buy them. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the gym and go buy one and I'll eat that before going to work out. I'm like, 
all pasty mouth. I drink more water than I'm bloated, then I can't work. <laughs> yeah, you're oversaturated, overhydrated. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, it's ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> Did it every day though. So, everyone, <laughs> so anyone who's listening to this, stop being a lazy and just cook your meals. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you're gonna have to eat them cold. It is what it is. I mean, if there's a, if you're on track and you want to stay on track with something, and there's a means to an end for you. You're cooking not for flavor, not for taste. You're cooking because it's a, it's a source of energy. Uh, it's a source of you losing weight, maintaining weight, gaining weight, whatever, what have you. You just need to get the job done at the end of the day to stop. Well, I want it to taste good. Okay. So after you, let's say you wanted to lose some weight, you've, you've hit your small goal of like seven pounds. Okay. Go out to dinner. It's fine. And that's another thing too, with the, with the dieting, people on diets and stuff like that. It's not supposed to be necessarily a diet. It's supposed to be a means of a lifestyle for you to just make better and healthier choices. It's not, I need to diet constantly in my life because no one's willing, no one is able to do that. And it's unsustainable because life happens. You're going on vacation. What are you going to do? Diet on vacation the whole time. You're going to sit there and eat lettuce and chicken and, or just plain potatoes or rice. And no, no one does that. You're not going to have any drinks. Not that everyone drinks, but someone, sometimes some people like to like partake when they're on vacation, right? have drinks, enjoy yourself, and then get back on track to your lifestyle. It's simple. It's really. Yeah. I, America, we do a lot of, um, um, obviously eating is a, is a, a, a basic necessity, but we took it to a whole other level where there's this whole social, um, aspect where we quote, go out to dinner with our friends or family. And, um, the good ones to highlight is kind of what you were saying before, celebrate, right? Like we went out to dinner, we got to dinner for, you know, my wife's birthday or your spouse's birthday or something like that. But going out to eat, you know, every single day is where yeah, I mean Grub it gets hard too because how how accessible is Grubhub, Uber Eats, Postmates, you name it, right? Oh, wife and husband come home, kids are hungry, they're hungry, but they're beat. It's a long day, right? Nine to five, eight to five, what have you. The kids are screaming they're running around like crazy and they're like, okay, what do you want? Okay. Let's order pizza. Easy. Let's, let's grub hub some food. But then again, you can also use all those and actually make smart choices along the way too. There are ways to eat out and make smarter choices. You just have to either find them or just have the discipline not to go ahead and go through Taco Bell, Burger King, et cetera, order a pizza, you know, Go to Chipotle. Go to Chipotle. Get some bowls instead. So, speaking of uh, discipline, talk a little bit about um, uh, having a possible. Because you earlier you talked about the sustainability of of a program, um, whether it's dieting or um, the actual workout uh, aspect of it. But talk about the the, the like having a cheat day or being. Uh, ha what are some tricks? I'm not saying you have to have a whole cheat day. But what are some tricks? give so that it is sustainable so that there is a light at the end of the tunnel okay so for someone brand new who wants to lose weight here's an example i'll run them through ketosis so i'll run through the keto diet which is primarily you're getting all their energy from animal fat so they're going to be eating ribeye chicken uh chicken thighs chicken wings uh any fattier meat ground beef will be more 85 to 15 split or 80 to 20 split. Um, and we'll hit small goals. Like let's say the goal is 20 pounds. The first small goal though is like three and a half pounds. And I always want my client and I really rarely, I, I won't ever. So initially they might spike and have a huge drop, 
of weight just because they're stopped putting all the crap, the processed stuff in their body. But the goal is always a half a pound to two pounds tops a week. So by two weeks, they should have hit their goal. Show that discipline to me and sure, go ahead and go celebrate, go have one meal. But with that said, running keto is not sustainable again. Keto is not sustainable long-term. doesn't matter what your goals are. Eventually you have to switch it up. So I'll run usually my clientele on keto for about a month. Then after that, we start implementing throwing some carbs. So we up the, so we'll lower the fat intake. We'll up the carb sources, but the carb sources will be potato, sweet potato, rice. That's primarily it. And we'll implement that around their training. So that way, when, as they're working on, you know, getting stronger, not everyone's, I'm not trying to make everyone a, a, you know, for power and they're not trying to do their one rep max constantly, but they're just getting stronger because as you know, people, individuals get older or they're going from youth to adolescence, then to a young adulthood, you just have to continue to grow in that. And so the best means of that is getting stronger. So that tapered with just the individual too. And I have to know who I'm working with at the same time, you know? So there's another diet called the carnivore diet where it's literally red meat, wing, like all meat, that's it. There's no vegetables involved, which isn't the worst thing because actually a lot of vegetables after they're cooked lose so much of their vitamins and their nutrients that it's kind of just a filler for fiber. And there's other means you can get that instead of doing that. But it really is a case to case from individual to individual when it comes to the nutrition. Some people run really well with the keto and they like it and they'll want to run it a little bit longer than the month. And I say, okay, let's go, let's run with it. But then they'll start getting run down. And then the, you know, and I, ba- I don't base everything with a, with a scale by any means. It's how are you feeling? What are you looking like in the mirror to yourself? So other people who see you every day thinking how are your clothes fitting? These are all things that are more important to me than the scale. So what about, there's another phenomenon out there that, um, that's sold as like your superfoods and every other, you know, three months, a new superfood is discovered in some jungle somewhere around the world. Yeah. Um, just take this, something's root of it and, you know, put it in your shake. Um, and so, so talk a little bit about superfoods or like getting those, um, super greens. There's now like these little canisters that have all your greens in it and you take a couple yeah, so I actually. I have something do that with the, with the greens. I do that myself. I have a scoop. It's powdered greens. And that's just yeah. easy for me instead of sitting there and cooking. Cause I cook probably five times a week. Cause I like to keep my food a little bit fresher when I have it just makes it easier. I have the time. doesn't take no, no longer than like maybe 40 minutes tops. But uh, I think the greens, the powdered greens are a great thing to be able to get your greens in for the day. Uh for the micronutrients aspect, because the, you know, you, everyone talks about their macros, you know, it's your protein, your carbs and your fat, but then they, uh, don't ever, they neglect all the micronutrients you'll get from your greens and all those other vegetable sources, which they've now put into powder form or drinks. You know, I think AG one, another big one, their commercials are starting to pop out for, um, the superfoods are good. Sure. You can add them in. There's a means for everything, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, uh, if you're just trying to get started, simplify it as much as possible. Instead of eating out, you're going to cook your food. You're going to have your car, you have your protein, your carb, a green or some vegetable you like, make it simple. Potatoes are king, sweet potatoes, 
different white rices, you know, the different white rices, brown rice. It just depends what your taste is for the time being. And don't overindulge. You don't need to pack on. So the whole, the whole, I'm just going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner kind of forces people to almost binge at times because they'll have breakfast before work. Okay. So they're leaving, they're probably eating what, 7, 7.30. On their way to work, lunch is what, 11, 11 12, somewhere around there, maybe a little later. By the time you get home, we're looking at maybe six o'clock once you're all settled in. And now you have to, if dinner isn't ready and cook, now you have to cook, prep and cook dinner. Now we're looking at 7.30. Now you're looking at, I'm overly hungry. So getting multiple meals in throughout the day too is helpful. Not everyone can do that. I understand. Everyone doesn't have access to be able to just stop, go heat up their meal, go back to their desk or go back to whatever they're doing for work along the way. Um, so that's where we supplement maybe a protein shake here but it's a pre-made protein shake from home because now I've thrown peanut butter in there with my protein. So now I have fat in there and some extra calories to help get me through till lunchtime or dinner time, et cetera, you know, or just smart snacking along the way, carrots, uh, raw, raw vegetables, almonds, all the nuts, really, you know, peanuts, cashews are all good. You don't, don't overindulge, sit there and get some fill in, get some energy and work with that and then go ahead and move on. It's, it's real simple. Um, the superfoods, most of them are gimmicky. It's stupid. It's annoying. I just heard about this berry and it makes you three times a day. No problem. And you're regular again. And it's <laughs> like, no, just eat, normal. eat some extra, eat some extra spinach. You'll be fine. It'll do the same exact thing, you know, but there are other root. There's, there's different stuff like roots and everything. Like turmeric is like an awesome root to cook with and, because it actually works as an anti-inflammatory. So there is some stuff out there that's better, you know, whether it's powdered or the, from the root. Turmeric's a huge one. I know that was, it's not a superfood, but it was one that they threw out there like, oh, yeah, everyone has to do this. But everyone should kind of do it along the way. So it's navigating. It's just being able to navigate of, I mean, what was the other one? The Akai berry? Was that yeah. Akai berry, something like that. Yeah, and so now they have now they make the smooth now they make the uh, yogurts out of it or whatever, and but now they're loading it up. You go to those the Brazilian places and they're loading them up with bananas, peanut butter, strawberries. Some have chocolate, some have whatever in it, and now it turned into this what's supposed to be like a healthier snack. And you know the containers probably should be like this big, but they're like this big. You're getting and that's a small, and then you're looking at this and this is like a large, and they're like, oh, I'll get the large because I'm going to split it with somebody, but they don't actually split it with somebody. They eat it themselves in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> so now they gorge themselves they ate the whole thing they probably have like a thousand plus calories sitting there all that and so what's the point you might as well just got a, a thing of Ben and Jerry's and just gone home and ate it then cried about it just cry um, so an another thing that is uh, you know in is marketed he heavily to people nowadays is uh, fasting and intermittent fasting. So, what is your take on fasting? When is when should it be used? When should and again, guys, everything here is consulting your physician or professional uh, prior to you know taking part. Do your research. Um, obviously, Evan's a professional, but um, everyone's body and situation is different and unique. So, uh, anyway, with that being said, what, what is your you know take on fasting? Well, you just answered the question. Everyone, everyone's unique. Everyone's different. For some people. Yeah. Some people it just doesn't work. You know, people say, well, fasted cardio is better than anything. Uh, but that doesn't make sense because all you're doing is 
you're doing cardio and there's only a certain amount of calories you're burning. And then you're going to, and then you're still going to get calories in through the day. It's no different from if you waited all day, you ate all day, and then you did your cardio at the end of the day, regardless, you're still burning a certain amount of calories to lose weight. It's all about calorie deficit. So that's like people are like, oh, well, you need to definitely do the fasted cardio. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Stop. It's calories in, calories out at the end of the day. Um, the intermittent fasting, it's going to be uh, different strokes for different folks, primarily. If someone wants to try it, you know, there's windows where someone won't eat till they'll start at 12. They'll only have an eight-hour window, sometimes less. Sometimes they'll do a six-hour window. But it'll be like 12 to 6, 12 to 8. Stop hard at 8. Get whatever meals in you want to get in. Or you try to hit maybe a macro. Or Some people just do it where they're saying, I feel, I, whatever I feel like eating in that window, I'm just going to eat. And that's it. You know. But people also eat crap in that window too. So you're like, oh, I just, whatever I feel like eating. So you know, there's, a, there's certain per- parameters you need to stick to when doing that as well. But you know, a big portion of that usually is when you're sleeping. For the people to understand too, you're fasting when you're sleeping, you're burning calories, you're, you know, actually getting dehydrated as well. Cause no matter what, whether you feel it or not, you're sweating. Um, and you're also not in, you know, like I said, you're fasting. So you're not able to have any influx of caloric intake coming in. So that's usually part of it. So let's say that's eight hours and another eight hours is just you being awake, not having anything. So, I mean, it, if it's something someone wants to try, I'm never going to say no to anyone trying something. But if I if I kind of see the person, know who the person is, and get a feel for the person after a little bit, I'll have a feel and I'll, I'll know internally. I'll know if it's going to work or not for them, but I'll let them give it a whirl anyway. But it's just not made for everybody. It, not everybody wants to fast. Some people have a hard time being disciplined and just not snacking, you know, or grazing, as people like to call it, just walking around, especially when you're bored. So what do you do with intermittent fasting? Let's say you're at home, kids, or single. You have nothing to do really at home. You're sitting there watching TV. What do you want to do when you're sitting there watching TV? Oh, what's in, you know, what's in the kitchen? Uh, I'm not really home. Cheez-Its. Uh, you know, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, king-size box you got from Costco. Yep. Exactly, just sitting there. And you're like, yeah, well, you know, I could go for some Cheez-Its, even though I just had a, my good lunch, you know. I had my... <laughs> cooking everything but you know jesus would really be the icing on the cake for me so i'm just going to go and get some and you, you know oh maybe i have a little handful no you're going to go and you're going to you're going to bring the box to the couch with you Guaranteed. and then put the box back with three cheeses in it yeah with three cheeses so you feel good about yourself like well at least i didn't eat that whole box that was freshly opened <laughs> <laughs> so earlier you mentioned um uh, a very important topic. You said overhydrated, right? And um, so talk a little bit about water intake and also talk a little bit about electrolyte intake um, and uh, where the significance is. And with the sports drinks, we'll just leave it at that. When that's appropriate, when it's not appropriate. So um, what is it? I for- with the sports drinks, like yeah. Powerade, all that good stuff. Um. Where are we going to start? Uh, we'll go with the overhydration. It's hard to overhydrate. Uh, I said overhydrate, but what heck, what heck was saying was, you know, because he has that pasty, bad taste in his mouth, he's just chugging the water. Now you're just overfilled. It's not so much overhydration. You're overfilled. So yeah. 
you feel like you're pregnant sitting there with your gut hanging because it's so gorged with water at this point. You can't do anything. Laying down to bench feels like crap. Sitting sitting down to do something feels like crap. You know, you're not you're not going to squat because that thing is going to end up throwing. You're going to end up throwing up as soon as your heart rate. So if that you know, just an example, if that happens, go on the treadmill for a little bit. Go for like a 10 minute walk, 15 minute walk. That should help settle that out a little bit. Um, you won't ever for someone to overhydrate. Uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be real hard. Um, I think a big problem with a lot of people too with their hydration is they think they get a gallon of water in a day. And I think that's good, but realistically, it's not because most most of the time they're peeing clear, which means they're they've already they're peeing out nutrients. You have to have some water retention in there. Salting your food is such a huge importance uh, throughout. The body needs salt to be able to run properly, uh, to be able organs, everything, just to function. So go through with that salting, salting your food throughout the day, and hydrating your water. Uh, the electrolytes are definitely important. Uh, especially if you're a gym goer, if you're lifting some weights, it doesn't have to be like crazy weights, but if you're moving and stuff like that, you want to help the, you want to help yourself to keep going. You want to help to help, you want to help yourself to repair at the end too. What was the last part we were talking about? No, it was just, just generally, uh, it was water intake and then the sports drinks, the sports drinks. So people will, people will run, I guess on the treadmill, they'll go out for a run, They'll be sweaty, they'll be tired, huffing and puffing, but they're actually not at full exertion. Those sport drinks are so are filled with so much crap. There's different, there's better, better alternatives than the sports drinks. You're better off just going with like the Gatorade Zero, Powerade Zero, because you're getting your electrolytes, there's potassium in there. So you're helping your recovery, you're quenching your thirst, some that's not water because that gets mundane too, right? Yeah. You're able to get, you're able to get everything you need in with those zeros or even the low sugar ones, you can go to the G twos or whatever like that. Um, for me, I have these electrolyte pack, these electrolyte packets that are, and they have magnesium, potassium, some other nutrients in there, uh, salt and electrolytes as well. And I drink them throughout the day steadily just because they help me keep going. Cause my days usually start around 5.00 AM and won't end until about 7.00 PM. So those usually help me and they're out there and everything. Uh, they're from M elemental labs, I believe good company clean. They're like GMO free, vegan free, all that stuff, uh, you know, gluten free, all the stuff people like to say, but they taste great when you put them in your water too. What are some for the folks that don't have access to a gym? Um, or let's just say they don't have access to the gym, just a very general statement. What are some of the things, and I know this just kind of goes, they don't have access to the gym and they're going to get a coach, but that coach is not available for another month. Right. And then they'll start, you know, with their coach, what can they do within that month to, that they want to get started in a, in a, in a very no cost, anything at their own home. What do you recommend? Take a couple laps around the block, couple push-ups, some sit-ups in all seriousness, when someone's just at home, they want to get into a program, but the program doesn't start for another four weeks. Uh, all of it, really. You can implement all of it throughout the course of a week. You know, you can do uh, hit training without weights. You can do body weight stuff. So you can do burpees. You can do push-ups. You can do sit-ups. You can do crunches. You can do leg raises. Um, if you have anything at home, like you can jump onto. You can do step-ups. You can do box jumps or on the side. It doesn't have to be huge, but you keep moving for intervals of time. You can do interval sprints. You can sprint for like 10 seconds as hard as you can. Walk for 50 seconds. Sprint as hard as you can for like 10 minutes straight. Get your heart rate up. Move around. Um, 
a big proponent of moving for anybody and everybody, no matter what it is you're doing, just for overall health purposes, is try to get 10,000 steps a day in. You know, uh, everyone has a smartphone. Almost everyone has a smartphone now at this point, right, in time. Uh, you can get a pedometer on your phone for free and app. That's what I did. I don't have a smartwatch. See, what I do is I got a pedometer on there and uh, I just calculate my steps. And if I'm going to fall short, then I'm running. I'm not running. I'm going on a, I'm either going for a walk around my complex or I'm going to go, I'm going back to the gym. I'm just going to walk on the treadmill on a small incline till I hit my, till I hit my number and I'm done. You know, it's overall just a healthy thing for, especially for people who sit all day at work and don't get a chance to really move and walk around and everything. Uh, opening up, it's, a, it's allowing you to open up your hips. It's helping your strength uh, to loosen up your low back, um, get some blood flow through the lower extremities throughout the, for, you know, so, you know, a good third, you know, I, I like to promote, and this is, this is just me regurgitating. I didn't create this. This is just me regurgitating information, but if you get 10, 10 to 15 minute walks after you each meal, that's not only going to help promote you getting your steps, health, but it's also going to promote you digesting your food better too. So that's why you'll be, excuse me, you'll be hungrier for your next meal sooner and you'll be able to simply get more meals in on a regular basis, healthy meals and, and proportion meals, good meals, you know, five to seven ounces of whatever meat and some, maybe a little potato rice, et cetera. Um, so oh, hang on. Can you repeat that? You said 10 minutes after eating or no. 10 minutes. Of walking, ten minute walk, directly after eating. Got you. Yeah, those help. So, and they add up too, you know. And they're not hard. Ten minute, ten minutes of walking, you literally can set your timer for five minutes, start your pace. Then, as soon as the timer goes off, you're walking back home or to work or wherever it is. Super simple, little things like that. You know? so, so, you mentioned the benefits uh, of having a personal coach, being a strength and conditioning coach yourself. Um, obviously, uh, accountability, obviously knowledge, um, obviously a regimen and a program. Is there anything that we missed in the importance of getting a coach? No, you named it. Someone, a good coach isn't going to be a cheerleader. A good coach is going to congratulate you when you do good stuff, especially as an athlete or a strength coach, as a strength athlete, but it's going to be someone who's going to more dig into you, not to put you down, more to help you. I know you have more than this. I know you can do better. I need you to push yourself harder. I need you to give me your all, okay? Because this is going to help prevail you in what your what your main goal is in as of an athlete or your sport, whatever it may be. So one of my last questions, and then I'll let you uh, you know end this with any um, you know uh, departuring remarks, so to speak. What does, what do you think the future of uh, fitness is? Now, I know this can go on for 20 minutes, but just, you know, is, is there benefits of, you know, Web 3.0, you know, they, we got the Peloton that has you know, someone virtually there coaching you. Um, you know, we had, there's, there's like gaming systems that, you know, you can actually exercise. I think it was like Nintendo Wii or something like that. Right. Uh, all that said, where, 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 where do you sit with it all? And is it just still the old school, go to the gym? I think the future is somewhat in-home stuff. Yeah. With all the virtual stuff they have and the, and the live streaming they have for people. And they make it somewhat of a game and someone competitive too, because they have the ranking system on the side there as they go. Like, so, and it's worldwide. I know with the Peloton, 
it's like you're ranked worldwide or for this person live, anyone and everyone who's doing this one, no matter where they're at right then and there, you're ranked. So you're pushing yourself. Like I said, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. It just, is that right for that individual to have right you know, for, for someone who's let's say like a 250, 300 pound woman. And she like, as her last, last straw. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I wouldn't suggest getting one of those because the accountability isn't there whatsoever. Yeah. She paid for it, but is she going to come in day in and day out? Is she going to do it? Where if, if she, if not only pay for a coach, but that person is expecting you because they put you in at a certain time that you need it. That pays more dividends. I would think than paying for a Peloton or one of the ones you put on the wall and you do, it's a virtual coach or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still think the gym is the way to go, you know, for a good amount of people, not everybody, but for the most part, if you're really reach, if you're serious about hitting some kind of goal, a coach is the way to go because a good coach, I should say, because there's a ton of crap out there and we've already talked about that. And I'm not going to get started on that trail, but with that said, finding the, finding the right coach for you that works with you um, pushes you the neglect and put you down at this time, you know, and someone who's going to keep you accountable. You know, for me, I like to check in. I check in with my clientele, whoever I'm working with on the daily. I don't always wait for check-ins. I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? What are you doing? What's the week been like, et cetera. And I'll talk even that's outside of talking to them. You know, when I see them every couple, every couple times a week or whatever, when they come to see me, I'd like to check in with them. I like to make sure they're on the right path. You know, Oh, I, I went out to eat last night and I had seven tacos, five ribs and a, a banana, a banana split. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, that was awful, but we can, we can change that around. That's okay. It was just one meal. It's not going to make or break your week because you had one bad meal. You know, you get right back on track the next day or the next meal or whatever. So I'm pretty brash and blunt, uh, with everyone I work with, I'm the same with everybody, but I think they have a certain appreciation for it too, because I'm not a cheerleader. I'm not sitting there going, you're doing so good when they just gained like 10 pounds in three days. Then they started, you know, and they started with me like four weeks ago. So uh, I think right now having a, having a coach in our day and our day and age is probably your better bet. But like I said, not everyone wants to go to the gym. Some people, time is limited and some people are motivated and want to stay consistent and want to go and they they'll go on their peloton they'll do their home gym and they'll be good with that that's great for them more power to them i love it all right dude uh thank you so much that was a ton of information um if folks want to reach out to you uh what's the best way do you have social media you want them to contact you website phone number whatever it is What's the best way someone can get in contact? Yeah, so they can check me out on Facebook, Evan Snydman. They can check me out at Instagram, at Evan Snydman. Uh, and my phone number is actually, my phone number and email are on my Instagram. There too, awesome. message board. So yeah, so yeah. I'm always open oh. for business. We're just chatting, so any questions? I love it. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we like to wrap things up with quotes. Uh, the first one's by Kai Green. Nothing comes easy, but as long as you're breathing, you're always one breath away from making your dreams a reality. Make every breath count. And the second one by Jake Cutler. 
Without self-discipline, success is impossible, period. Fitness 2022. In this episode, we have special guest, personal strength and conditioning coach, Evan Snydman. We discuss topics that range from the fitness business industry, the benefits of getting a personal coach, training slash exercise basics, diet, nutrition, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Kai Green and Jay Cutler. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.